0: Good morning and welcome to the Monday Morning Marketing Podcast. My name is Melanie and today I'm here with Sean Cassidy, the Chief Creative Officer of the Virtual League. Hello, Sean. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. Now, let us know where you are.
1: I am actually in San Diego, California.
0: Fabulous. And it's quite early in the morning there. What time is it there, Sean? Uh,
1: it's about 10 a.m. right now. Not too bad, actually. <laughs> 10, 10
0: well, it's six o'clock here already, and um, can you hear me? Yeah. Ah, cool. From a moment there, I thought we'd lost signal. Um, so it's six o'clock here, and we're just sort of winding down for the day here. So at least one of us is actually having a morning. (laughs) So I just wanted to ask you um, this week, we wanted to talk about virtual networking and you seem to be the guy to talk about it. Tell us about the virtual league.
1: Yeah, well, I've been doing virtual networking now for, I guess, 15 years uh, building virtual networks online, business networks online. And when the pandemic hit, Um, I thought, wow, it's going to be so much more people online than normal. So I thought about creating a virtual networking league on a large level uh, for 21 U.S. cities and eight international locations. And we named it the virtual league as digital superheroes, you know, from Marvel. So save the world. We have these digital superheroes saving the world.
0: Brilliant. So how do these superheroes save the people who want to learn more about virtual networking?
1: Well, um, we started in LinkedIn. I've been working in LinkedIn for 17 years now because I was a beta tester in that software and that social media. So more of the business, you know, B2B business networking space. And so we're starting in the groups in LinkedIn. So the official group for the Virtual League, you'll see Virtual League official networking group in the networks for LinkedIn right now. And you can join it.
0: And and is there anything you need to be? Do you need to be a sort of higher-up person or can anybody join?
1: You don't necessarily need to be a higher-up person. I mean, we are dealing with a lot of different industries we think that are going to actually do well because of this pandemic. But we want to help people in general. So if people need help with virtual networking, they should join the group.
0: So I guess it's really difficult. Now we can't attend conferences or go to trade shows or have stands, it must be immensely difficult for businesses to now connect with people. Um, how are you um, guiding people through the process, John?
1: Well, um, I'm working, I have management coming in, like you're actually one of my managers in, in, in Ireland. Um, and I'm working, you know, with those managers to get them very heavily into virtual networking as well. So they, I'm kind of duplicating myself through them. And then I work heavily with people to get them virtually online on LinkedIn and other spaces to discuss how they do business there, not just, you know, how they might do social interactions, but how can they can do business?
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, especially through um, areas like Zoom or WhatsApp or um, Microsoft Teams, you can do all of this visually still, can't you? But it's still virtual.
1: Yeah, it's still virtual. I mean, I think before the pandemic, the tools were there. They just weren't being utilized so heavily. And, and now they're so necessary. I mean, it's like it's it's our lifeline for business and, and for interaction with our families and friends.
0: Yeah, it certainly is the way I keep in touch um, with my family over in the UK because um, I'm based here in the Republic of Ireland. Um, so, Sean, let's say... Um, maybe you were running an event that was going to be um, on location how hard is it to transfer that event onto an online um, area now is it is it relatively easy or does it take an awful lot of steps
1: um I think it's really about creating the initial traction I think the marketing of an event is similar to when when it was before because we used to market events online like have a Facebook event or a Facebook group and, and then you, you take that into a live event. So now it's really about the use of the, the tools and technologies to make it efficient for the event. I think that's that's the difference right now. And so, so many of the tools right now are, are upgrading or their ability to do virtual workshops or virtual conferences or virtual trainings. But, you know, virtual trainings have been around quite a long time. Uh, but now they're getting a lot more attention. So I think the steps you have to do are similar to a live event, except you have to really work with the technology of getting people interconnected to, to activate themselves virtually.
0: I think you're right there. I think it's convenience, isn't it? And previously it was just easy to dress up and rock up to an event and put yourself across, but now there's so much more involved. And I think people are afraid of technology to a certain extent. Is that something you've come across?
1: well i'm i'm in my 50s so i am pre you know when i was going to school we had typewriters we didn't have computers (laughs) um and so the generation right now grew up with computers right you know they even had computers in school i think got trained on computers um so a lot of people in different generations have techno fear i think if you're over 40 you might have some techno fears, right? You might have like anxieties. I think people that are in their twenties and thirties right now, it's become so much part of their lives that they have less anxiety about technology. But I think um, that technology is getting overcome because people really wanna communicate with each other and they feel the need. So this is the tool to do it. We, ha- we have to use the tools to communicate.
0: So what would be your favorite tool for virtual networking?
1: Wow, there's so many tools out there for virtual networking. That's a really big question because there's so many tools. You know, I focus a lot on LinkedIn because um, I deal with business areas in the corporate spaces. So I get access to people, vice presidents or CEOs or directors of marketing in the corporate space on LinkedIn faster than I can in a lot of other spaces. And then I convert that into a live virtual meeting from LinkedIn. You know, so you can't do the meeting. You shift it over to Zoom or, or one of the other spaces that you can use it, Skype, Zoom, any of those other areas where you can begin to have a live virtual meeting.
0: Can you network on other platforms like in Facebook Lives or Periscopes or is that not seen as professional?
1: No, I, I think it's just a different tool. I mean, after Zoom got so popular, right, um, when this came in. And then Facebook said, oh, we'll make an app so that you can do unlimited 50 people, unlimited amount of time. So I think it's just about the tools. Um, the, the, the LinkedIn area is different because it's about the data of business data.
0: Hmm.
1: And Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those areas. Um, it's harder for me to get access to, like, say, a vice president of a corporation or company um, through Instagram or Facebook. But LinkedIn is that's what they really, and they think about, they're thinking that way in LinkedIn, but in uh, Twitter, they're also, you know, you could probably get in Twitter as well. You could get them, but LinkedIn specifically about that, you know, it's about corporate business networking. So that's why I kind of focus in that, in that arena a lot for that initial area, but I don't think of any of the actual formats as anything but data. Hmm. Um, I, I think they're brands, you know, cause well, Facebook has a, you know, they have a bunch of brands. They have, you know, Instagram and WhatsApp and they have a bunch of different brands are all under Facebook. And so I, I don't get caught up in the formats. I get caught up in how the data of the formats work, you know, you know, what, what, what has different value to me, right? Different value to use.
0: That's a good question. Actually, the value of of virtual networking, is it only um, a valuable tool when you've actually converted or is it, around awareness or personal awareness. I mean, how do you measure v- virtual networking?
1: I think you measure it by the interconnectivity of how you help other people. Uh, and, it, and I think we're in a sharing economy. And prior to the pandemic, that was, a, that was like a keyword sharing economy. Hmm. It means that you, they, you help a lot of people and they help you, right? And so strategic alignments in the digital space are really, really important now really important to make business. I mean, you have to make synergies with people and and make a podcast with them, right? Or make a workshop with them, right? Or you have to do that now. I mean, it's really necessary for work uh, and for awareness for your business and what you do. So, but it's also kind of a great creative opportunity. If you're a creative person, I mean, you can really go to really do a lot of creative things with it. Um, But in the virtual networking side, it's still similar to what you were doing in live. You have to build relationships with people. It's all about the relationship before you work with people. You have to build trust. You have to know that you have value for them and they have value for you. And that was true, No, not just virtually, but in life, in real life. In real life, it was true. So we're an extension of it right now. The virtual life and the real life are starting to merge.
0: Did you ever see this happening? Obviously not COVID, but did you see that people um, would be adopting a virtual networking persona on a greater level?
1: Well, I've been talking for seven years about a a digital business and keynotes here in California and, and, and some international as well, in Europe as well. And when I was talking about it, people were talking that was futuristic idea, right? I was talking about a futuristic idea. But now post-COVID-19, post-pandemic, everybody sees that as kind of normal. Mm. I mean, it, we're in that norm. Instead of it being futuristic, it's normal. And so I was stating two things about it, um, that I, we, we, we would be a global virtual commerce society. Uh, we would still have the live world, but it would be more experiential. I mean, you know, we would go to a mall for an experience or go see a drive-in movie for an experience because people can't see the movie theaters when into a drive-in movie like that's the 50s and 60s again um so i i think that's where we're headed back to experiential experiences in the live world and that gets into all these areas of live entertainment sporting events all these kind of things are experiential uh, but everything's going into digital realm even esports even everything we can talk about is some way going digital right now, and there's a lot of money putting in that digital. I mean, Netflix became the richest company in the world in the middle of this pandemic. No uh, shock, really, is it? <laughs> no shock, right? But I mean, it's more valuable than an oil companies now. So it's like, uh, it's kind of crazy in that way how fast things shifted uh, to our lives. But I have been in digital for working virtual for 10 years before the pandemic. So it really didn't change the way I did things a lot but it did change the fact that I used to make virtual business networks and have live events out of them. So now I'm, I'm looking to do virtual events solely, right? Mm-hmm. And not do live events, but do virtual events out of virtual networks. So I was really converting virtual networks into the live space,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: for users. And that would allow all kinds of crazy interactions internationally or nationally to come together. But people would have to travel for that, right? For the meeting. You know, like I have a travel for conferences, but now you really don't have to travel. You could do that from the comfort of your home and be talking to anybody in the world.
0: There's some downsides to this, though, isn't there? Because the, the connectivity is there because you can still speak to people and be a person and be visual and put across your personality. But there's really nothing quite like meeting people offline. And there's hospitality businesses that are, and airports and, air, you know, airlines that are all going to rapidly run out of custom because people aren't flying their speakers over they're not touring they're not you know that we may progress in one way but other industries will suffer can you see that happening
1: yeah um, but unfortunately prior to the pandemic those industries were in disruption you know the ones we discussed were in disruption um, prior to the pandemic you know the online selling space was so heavy Hmm. that it was making so much money, especially here in the States. I mean, Alibaba in China, Amazon in the States, Amazon everywhere in the world, and Alibaba everywhere in the world, which is the Amazon of China, right? It makes more money than Amazon. Um, They're just doing a huge amount of money selling online. And so disruption was already there where the mom and pop, the restaurant areas, they weren't converting generally to have takeout apps. I mean, a lot of the small businesses here in the U.S. that were restaurants, they were getting about maybe 10 or 20 percent of their business from takeout applications, you know, like Uber Eats or something like that, you know, where we requested it and it delivered to our house. It was starting, right? Mm -hmm. It was starting the pandemic. But now the pandemic has created an innovation we call a paradigm shift and then a collapse, and that's what we're in. So we have industry collapsing uh, because of the because of the pandemic, but at the same time we have innovation coming out of it, and that's where we're at right now. We're in innovation period, heavy innovation all over the world.
0: Yeah, that and that's where I want to talk about now: the innovation and and the progress. Do you have any particular key takeaways that people who are either adopting a new way of life when it comes to virtual networking or upping their game? Because let's face it, most people um, who've been in business a couple of years would have probably dabbled in virtual networking at some stage. But as you say, it's essentially a part of life now. What key takeaways could you give people from today's talk?
1: Mm. I think, you know, the first one is to build a team. So if you had a business right now, you're building the virtual team. Uh, from home right so you had you had employees so you really have to get them synergized if you didn't have employees you still got to build a team because you need virtual network team you need support you need support emotionally you need support with your business so you need to build a team of consultants around you you know maybe the local SBA or business organization you have them virtually in your Rolodex right your virtual Rolodex you have all these kind of assistance people that can assist you You're, tax accountant your attorney or whatever, everything is virtually connected to you, right? That you can solve a problem for you. That's the first thing you have to do right away. And then to, to piggyback on that, you need to be looking at strategic partnerships at all times in the virtual space. Uh, at all times, you're looking to find a win-win strategic partners mm-hmm. um, in your local market, in your regional market, or, or globally, uh, Um because that's how things are really going to get done. You know, strategic alignments are how things are going to get done virtually because there's so much opportunity, actually. The opportunity is so huge. And now you could be working with somebody in Japan right now. You could be working with somebody in Italy right now. You could be working with somebody in Australia right now. Um, you know, so it's, it's a global virtual space. And so that really, you know, geographically, it changes everything. But also in the local space, when I go back to that, that's the third thing is you should begin to interconnect yourself into all the local community uh, area virtually, you know, be interconnected to the local government, interconnected to the local business organizations, interconnected with the other business owners. So that way you create a circle of support. Um, And you can see how you can help each other and buy each other's products and services, which is kind of going back to that idea of community. We're we're really going back to the idea of community, but a virtual community.
0: Yeah, no, I couldn't agree with you more, actually. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us this morning, um, this afternoon. It's very confusing, Sean. Um, really, really appreciate you making the time to speak to us today. Um, and to any of our listeners, if you've got any questions for Sean, I'm more than happy to send them to Sean. Um, he can answer us and I can let you know. Um, if you've got any other questions or queries, do find us on social media and on our website, the, the mondaymorningmarketingpodcast.com. And if you need anything else, uh, you can also send us a voice message through Anchor um, or Apple Podcasts. So that's us signing off for now. Thanks ever so much, Sean, and I'll speak to you another time.
1: Wonderful.